we're so busy identifying with this specific perspective and this specific um, angle, which we, which is ego and the fear of that being taken away. We actually don't know how to let go into the experience of the diamond itself, which is able to see all of the facets through all of the facets at the same time. And this is Atma Bhav or the perspective of oneness. Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciate, and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Hello again, and Namona Ryan. My name is Chaitanya, and I'm a longtime student here at Ishtadev Niwas Ashram. Welcome to the beauty that is episode six, the Kleshas. These little suckers, or afflictions, are the root cause of most of our pain and suffering. They are forms of ignorance that keep us mired in the muddy confusion of an ego-centered life. Our old life, the one that we're evolving from, the beauty in this 2020 Karma to Dharma lecture comes when Sanyasi Shivani starts speaking about the cure to our kleshas. Ashram life. Your body will actually experience relief listening to her words. Because what she is speaking is the truth of what is called Atma above, One with all. Also known as one for all and all for one. Jai ho! When we orientate our ego to the greater good, you know it's right because it feels good. You can feel it in, in your bones, as they say. Once you realize the pain that you are causing yourself, it becomes quite easy to step out of the shadow of your ego and into the light of our natural evolution. Like I said, you can feel it. With this realization, you can stop taking everything so seriously and become part of the bigger picture. And that is when ashram life becomes a joy and something that you will seek out. It's an incredible feeling. Namo Narayan, this is Shivani. I hope you are having a really beautiful day uh, today. Um, this week's lecture is on the kleshas. Uh, as per a request from one of you beautiful people, um, to have a, a bit of a deeper insight into the kleshas and what they are. 
Um, the kleshes literally mean uh, afflictions or um, the reasons for pain and suffering. Um, now you may ask, well, what's the difference between the kleshes and uh, the five fires that we have spoken about in the Panchagni? Um, my personal perspective on it are, is that the, um, the, the five fires are emotional impulses, anger, greed, um, and they are the things that are stopping you from evolving. Um, the kleshas are more intellectual, more mental, uh, and they are the, the things that are, they're also holding us back from evolving, but they're also keeping us low. They're keeping us um, trapped in a cycle of identification. So what are the kleshas? The kleshas are avidya. Um, avidya is, so, so think of the word video. I think we've been through this before, but I'm going to go over it again, just in case. Um, vidya means, uh, higher knowledge, right? Lives in, uh, Agnya Chakra, right? So higher knowledge, vidya is the root word for video it means to see straight, right? So that you're actually seeing the truth rather than the reality. Um, and so avidya means to not see straight, which means ignorance. And we are all under the maya or the veil of avidya. Okay. And avidya is connected with uh, vijnana maya kosha. Because that is the home of the karmas and the samskaras and the, the frequencies that we, we label as truth. Right, we label as as truth um, when actually they're not. So the the chitta or the consciousness of the mind is being labelled as the center of the universe, rather than the universe being the center of the universe. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. So, um, avidya means ignorance, and the highest ignorance is that this perspective that we are inhabiting right now is real. Reality is, is real. Um, think of it like this. Uh, it's it, again, most, most of you will know this, this perspective, but if you haven't, it, it might help. Um, Vidya, or the higher truth, is a diamond. It's a full diamond. And we all have a face, a facet, a face of that diamond. Right? So our perspective that looks out from that diamond is, uh, is necessary because it holds everything else in balance. It holds the beauty of the diamond in balance. Um, but the facet itself is an angle of a cut. The facet itself doesn't actually exist. Uh, the diamond exists, but the facet doesn't exist. The facet is an angle. It's, it's the thing that looks out um, that may have a different perspective to every other facet that there is, but the facet in and of itself doesn't exist, right? And the ignorance 
is thinking that the facet is the diamond. Okay? <laughs> so the facet is not the diamond. The facet is the angle of the cut that gives it a specific perspective, but it's actually not the diamond. Yeah? And ignorance is thinking that the facet, that that perspective is actually the diamond. Okay? That is the first klesha. That's where all pain and suffering is rooted into. That that aspect of ignorance, okay? And so that facet then creates its own identity of like, well, I believe, I, ego, ahamkar, believes that my perspective is part of the whole, that my facet is real. And that facet being real is the identification with the ego, which is asmita. Asmita is the identification of Inus. That the realness of that facet, that the um, existence, that, the, that the, the facet is not just purely a cut, but actually something that exists, is the identification with that is the ignorance and then the understanding the, the um, not so the identification with that, the, the belief that it exists is the ignorance and the identification with it that creates something that is real because of it, that is asmita, which is the identification of the ego. Okay. Then this thing, this facet that has created its own, its own, uh, its own form, right? Its own form that is real and exists because it has a perspective, because it has a certain outlook, right? But the outlook is, is, is just through the karmas. The, the outlook is, is, is not actually real. It's just, it's a, it's an angle of light. Um, this identification then comes into raga and deshwa, which is likes and dislikes. So these are the third and fourth klesha, is raga deshwa. So the first one is avidya. The second one is asmita, which means it's identified. It's created something that can be taken away. And in between creating something that can be taken away and the fear of it being taken away lies Raga Deshwa. It's kind of like playing operation, you know, when you're a kid and you can take the organ out, but if you hit the side, it goes, right? And this is kind of what our life it becomes. It's like, is this pleasurable or is this not pleasurable? And the, the definition of pleasure and not pleasure in our reality is based on the belief of the existence of this facet. So when we go through our day, our entire day, mine included, is based on, is this pleasurable or is this not pleasurable? Is this pleasurable or is this not pleasurable? 
because the whole day is egocentric. It revolves around the definition of your existence. And all of the likes and dislikes that we experience are based on reinforcing the importance of our existence. Good times, right? This is Ragadeshwa. And this, this links into or is bookended by the last Klesha, which is Abhinivesha. Abhinivesha. Abhinivesha means the fear of death. Because what is dying exactly? Right? What is dying? The thing that you believe is alive is the only thing that can die. But your belief of something being alive is based out of ignorance of the cut of the diamond being actually a form in and of itself and not purely an angle of light of what is actually truth or vidya which is the diamond we're so busy identifying with this specific perspective and this specific um angle which we which is ego individual perspective which is ego and the fear of that being taken away, we actually don't know how to let go into the experience of the diamond itself, which is able to see all of the facets through all of the facets at the same time. And this is, um, uh, this is, uh, um, Atma Bhav, or the perspective of oneness. So these are the five glaciers. These are the five roots that um, actually cause all pain and suffering. The pain and suffering is created by the fear of letting go of our own self-importance. So how do we, how do you work with that? I mean, that's, that's kind of tricky. Well, great news. Yoga has figured it out. Um, the main way, <laughs> it's a good day. What can I say? Um, the main way, oh, that would be Ragadeshwa, Ram. Uh, the main way that you can start to loosen that grip of egocentric, uh, life mired in the kleshas is ashram life, right? And to start with, that comes through orientation, right? Because ashram life is a, is a nucleus. It's a, um, it's a micro of the macro of existence, right? And ashram life does not revolve around your experience. It revolves around a higher uh, truth or, or a calling or a higher perspective or an expanded awareness or... Um, a bigger, a bigger sankalpa than, than you, 
right? So when you come into ashram life and you experience uh, karma yoga and you experience ashram life, you experience residency, what you're doing is you're actually softening the grip of that ego of what do you want to do? What do, makes you feel good? What do you need to rebalance? What do you, well, you, 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 all that, that asmita, that identification with the ego. And you come into what does ashram need? What does the sankalpa of the ashram need? What is bigger than me? Then when we've put ourselves in that place, when we've put ourselves in that position of being an ashram life, then it is not so hard to surrender to the raga deshwa, to the likes and dislikes. We can go, I don't like doing that, but that's not the point. The point is it needs to be done. I like doing that, but that's not the point. The point is it needs to be done. And so we start interacting with all of our experiences, not from the individual orientation of Ragadeshwa of likes and dislikes, um, but from a bigger perspective of what is needed in the space to hold the highest vibrations of sattva, to serve, to love, to give, to purify, right? What is needed for that? And then your ego and your perspective bounces off that like the operation game, right? That didn't feel good. <laughs> which, is, which is what a lot of experience of ashram life is, is the ego bouncing up against the systems and bouncing up against the practices and bouncing up against the teachers and bouncing up, it's just bouncing, right? The ego just bounces off everything um, as it tries to find the place to sit between Raga Deshwa. Right? And when Raga, the, the place you, you can sit in your day-to-day -day activities without the mind of, I'm enjoying this, I'm not enjoying this, this is great, I don't like this, I wish I could do this more, I wish I never had to do this again. When you can sit in that mind, and this is why we chant mantra while we're doing karma yoga, is to get in that sweet spot, that sattvic spot between Raga and Deshwa. And when we can sit between Raga and Deshwa, then we're able to sit out of that tightly held experience that I matter. Because the reality is none of us matter and all of us matter, right? No ego matters. Each facet is imperative. The facet matters, the, the light, the way the light comes through you, your perspective matters, but your identification that you hold that perspective does not matter. Right? So how do we know? What, how do we know that we've identified with Raga Deshwa? How do we know that we've identified with, um, with uh, the fear of death? How do we know that we've identified with, uh, with identification um, with the ego? Because you experience pain and suffering. These are the, the 
telltale uh, experiences of ego identification and therefore of ignorance. Right? Ragadeshwa. So, like if you look at it through the koshas, ignorance is through Vijnanamaya kosha. Okay? Your true innate self, the, the innate self, not as the ego, but as a face of consciousness, right? Big S self, right? Is Anandamaya kosha, bliss. Right? Vijnanamaya kosha is the place of ignorance, right? It comes from Agniya Chakra, is, is uh, identification, uh, ignorance. Then you've got Asmita, right? And Asmita is through the Manamaya Kosha. It is the identification with the ego, Ahamkara. You're identified with the ignorance being truth. Yeah? Then Ragadeshwa is Pranamaya Kosha. It's the likes and dislikes. Held in Swadastan, remember? Right? Likes and dislikes. I like this. What happens when you transcend Ragadeshwa and Swadastan Chakra? Innate joy. Innate joy. Very close to bliss. <laughs> because it's, it doesn't matter what is happening. Your eye is on the light. Right? Remember when you can walk with your eye on the light. All the solid moving pieces of reality will find themselves very smoothly because dharma will protect dharma. Yeah? Ragadeshwa, right, is pranamaya kosha. And so therefore, the fear of death, remember, is connected to muladhara chakra, which is connected to anamaya kosha, which is Ganesha. Right? Do you see how all of these systems overlap each other? It's very beautiful. Right? It's very beautiful. So when you're talking about the kleshas, what you're really talking about is the shadow work of each of the of each of the koshas. You're talking about the shadow work of each of the uh, uh, each of the chakras. Okay. And so when we chant, when we invoke the frequency of Ganesha. Right? Remember, Muladhara Chakra is very connected to Agniya Chakra. Right? So ignorance and the fear of death are very, 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 very connected. And when we invoke the frequency of the light bearers who are no longer in ignorance, right there, right there in that, Om Sahana Vavatu Sahano Bhunaktu Sahaviriam Karavavahe Tejas Vidnavati Tamastu Mavid Vishavahe Om Shanti 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 Hari Om. Just in chanting that, you are acknowledging your ignorance. You are acknowledging that there are light bearers in body and out of body that are no longer in ignorance, and you are humbling yourself yourself, your ego to that right there. Boom. Done. Right? Chanting that is very important. The Guru Srota, very important. Then we always chant to Ganesha, right? So you're bookending it instantly, right? Because the frequency of Ganesha is not afraid of death, right? So what is not afraid of death? 
if it is not the piece of you that dies? Or if it is not the perspective that dies? What dies if you're no longer afraid of death? Nothing. Because by the time you're not afraid of death, you're fully anchored and rooted into something that doesn't die. You know? And then your consciousness has expanded. This is why we chant the Ganesha. Pranamya shirasa devam gari putram vanayakam bhaktavasam smare nitya mayukarmata siddhaye pratamam vakratundam cha ekadantam dvitiyakam kritiyam krishna pingaksham gajavakram chaturtakam. No? You're invoking that frequency that is beyond the fear of death. So again, boom, instantly, you're doing the practice that is taking you out of that frequency that is ego identified, right? Then you have your sadhana. You have all of your sadhanas that purify, right? Some days you like your sadhana. Some days you don't like your sadhana. Some days you want to do your sadhana. Some days you don't want to do your sadhana. Doing it regardless takes you out of ragadeshwa. Committing to doing the practice as prescribed by something beyond your ego. If your ego is prescribing your practice, then you're just reinforcing the Ragadeshwa because you are choosing what's going to feel good. So I mean. This is why the hum, humility, <laughs> the humility, not the humidity, uh, the humility of surrendering aspects of your journey on this path of yoga is the action of the humility is actually the practice. It's not actually about whether or not you can breathe in and out through your nose or whatever you're trying to do. The Actually, the practice of humbly taking letting go of control of that aspect is the practice which is beautiful because that instantly takes you out of ragadeshwa and then following through on it will give you the experience of ragadeshwa and all of those things combined are bringing the ego or the inus into right relationship that there is a perspective that, that is coming through here but it's coming through something bigger than me. Its existence is bigger than me. The fact that there is a face is just a face, but it's, it's not actually my face because the face doesn't exist. That which is witnessing the eyes exists. Do you know what I mean? Maybe? Maybe not? Is your brain hurting? <laughs> Sometimes mine does too. That's okay. Sometimes mine does all the time. But this is this these these things, these concepts, these teachings, I just I am so comforted by them because they are not 
seated in the Ragadeshwa or the whims of today's society. They are beyond this generation, beyond last generation, beyond, beyond, beyond. And therefore they, they hold the truth. You know? So, the kleshas. Avidya, ignorance. Asmita, identification with that ignorance that creates a form. Right? The ego exists. Yeah? Ragadeshwa, the likes and dislikes that are constantly trying to create a reality to reinforce the importance of the existence of that ego. And Abhinavesha, which I could say that's fluently, Abhinavesha is the, uh, the fear of death, the fear of losing that importance of individual. So if you, in my, in my mind, if, if you look at, you know, Swami Naranjan, Swami Tsatsangi, and this is why I believe, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that this is why they don't celebrate their, their, their meat suit birthday, right? It's why, because that is when they died, right? The, the day of their initiation is, is when they died. Right, the day that they received pranasanyas from Sri Swamiji, that's the day they died. That's the day they let go of the fear of death. They let go of that level of consciousness of that they. That's why they have been able to dedicate so selflessly that their their own face is there for the perspective of the diamond, not for them. And that's why the light that shines through that face, through that facet of the diamond is so clear because it's not tainted with Vijnanamaya Kosha of all of the karmas that are held in ignorance. And that's why all the other facets in the diamond, like ours, can see those see the bright light coming through those particular um, angles that's cut into the diamond because they have removed that solid factor. Doesn't mean they've actually left the carcass. Doesn't mean they've actually left the meat suit. Doesn't mean they've actually died in the way that we consider it. But the meat suit is, is just the dream, right? The meat suit is just the dream. The way that we wake out from a dream in the morning, it has as much consequence to this meat suit. It's really about the remembering that the face, the perspective has, and the clarity, the purity of the light that comes through that face of the diamond while we're in the dream that's really the, the value that's the beauty so i hope this has given you some food for thought on the glaciers what they are how they connect to the chakras how they connect to the uh, koshas 
how they connect to the bigger picture. And uh, yeah, no more than I am. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you for joining us in our Solace and Shine podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore, please leave a note in the comments. Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are, our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link and you will receive two weeks for free. See you soon. And don't forget, soften and expand.